Nigga might end up dreading his hair up, shit. Shit, I don't blame you, bro. Do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm about to record it. Are you guys just um, set up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I already got this shit recorded, so we good. Oh, and, shit, bet. That ain't nothing to cut that part out. Alright, bet. Well, shit, niggas, niggas is back on the live mic. Shit, I just pressed record. We back on the live mic on mine, at least. Yep, yep. Shit, nigga, uh, you don't know who the voice is. I just low-key on the mic, low-key Henry, my boy. Alright, man, you know what I mean? It's the guy to me, the guy to MC. What up, everybody? Young Malut. <laughs> Man, niggas is here to just talk about some real, uh, real shit. I mean, we whenever we talk, we know what we about to get into. We about to get into some actual shit. Nah, that's a fact. <laughs> like, and I mean, we got some shit the, to talk about. That's what I'm saying. It's to the point to where it's like, at this point, we just whenever we sit down, we just know we're gonna be here for at least two hours. I ain't got nothing else for until until nine thirty. Nah, real talk. <laughs> real talk. Nah, bro. Uh, I mean, we was talking before. Well, you had recorded on your end. I ain't recording my end, but how you doing, fool? Hey, man, I'm good, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to stay above, you know, above the ground at this point. You know what I mean? Stay out the way. Keep my mask on and shit like that. Man, you <laughs> shit, you already said a fucking lot. Like, nigga, it's crazy. I'm trying to stop saying niggas. I've been just talking to my girl about this shit. I'm trying to stop same, saying words. Same here. I just been like, I just been... Trying to just stay in my lane and make sure I can figure out what my next lane about to be. Anybody who know me know I don't like to. I hate staying in the same lane for too long. That's right. I always got to find something different, find something better for myself. So like, now that's real. I don't. I like. I like the situation I'm in right now, but I'm definitely just trying. Like I told, dude, at my job, I'm always ready for advancement, no matter how that shit looks. So, mm-hmm. hey, hey, but man, nah, you bro. Get it somehow, bro. Shit, I ain't mad at that. Man, niggas got to eat for sure. But, uh, nah. What you want to get into first, fool? You, we already talked about what you want to get into. Talk hey, about man, it. we might as well hop right into this Kanye joint, you know what I'm saying? Speaking about, you know, not staying in the same lane forever, nothing like that. Um, shit, I don't even know where you really want to start. What aspect do you want to... Because it's, it's, a, it's a few things we got to tackle, bro. Because <laughs> first, obviously, him announcing an album that didn't drop, which is typical Kanye fashion. But he been tweeting about the track list, uh, the like the mood of the, like he been tweeting not the mood of the songs. I don't know what the hell to expect. Yeah, but yeah. he been tweeting about like the different track lists, the artists that he think he might want to have on there. Mm-hmm. The shit like and the thing, the crazy thing is about Kanye is that like Kanye will say he'll say he has some shit, but has never gotten anything clear. He just saying this shit. Yeah, that's right. And then and then like we'd be surprised when this should be 200 days late. And like, no, nigga, he announced it without actually having anything done. No, nah, no. Like, Kanye is that person. Yep, he'll give you the skeleton of what he got going on or he'll give you just the idea. Be like, yeah, yo, I got this coming on this date. Then that date comes, <laughs> nigga, Kanye disappeared. Like, for real, for real, it was funny, though, because I'm like, so the album was supposed to drop yesterday. Kanye didn't say nothing online yesterday. Then he come back today and apologizes to Kim K, which, I mean, we'll get to that. But... <sighs> Yeah, it, it just was strange. That's the only thing with Kanye at this point for me. Like, granted, musically, I'm not checking for him anymore. After, yeah, after Ye, he lost me as a music fan. Like, <laughs> Man. I definitely, I definitely still respect Kanye's ear and all of that because he made the Lift Yourself beat, and that beat is fire. But what he did with that song is like, you don't care about this art form no more, bro. And it's no need for me to put my listening, uh, listening ear to you, bro. Like, so the way I feel about it is this, and it's twofold because Kanye, as we all know, is complicated. He's been complicated, but 
we're getting into new levels. And it's kind of like what we've been talking about lately. Every time we talk, we talking about people like kind of becoming conscious yeah. of what's around them, what's, what they from, like the environment that bred, bred them and like what they need to unpack and unlearn and like reevaluate about themselves. Mm-hmm. And even what we're going to talk about later with logic, yeah. it feel like we just now saying that people who we've been looking at for the past 10 years, even J. Cole with his new music, we can talk about that shit too. But the last 10 oh, years, snap, but you know, they starting to unpack everything. They starting to realize what the hell was taught to them was wrong, and and not even that. They starting to realize what the impacts of those who, like their parents or even their surroundings, had on them as people. For and sure. with Kanye is interesting because he's a manic depressive bipolar. Has bipolar. He basically, I don't know if he has bipolar one or bipolar two, but That's he has manic was, depression. I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, and this this is clearly a manic episode. Like, did you it, did you watch any of the rally? I watched like the clip when he talked about Harry Tubman. After that, I didn't watch shit else. Hey, oh, I saw the dude. I saw the drink when, when when they that was the same one. When they, and they were like, uh, "Oh man!" And the nigga walked out the drink. Mm-hmm. That shit was funny as hell, bro. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it was it was 40 minutes of of comedy. Like it was 40 minutes. Oh bro, fuck! He had yeah. He was out there for a long time in uh, South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, what I fucked with about you know the rally itself was. All right, he was eye level with everybody. Granted, he was up a little bit, a little bit, but he was eye level with everybody, and he was hosting questions. So it was, it was weird. It, it like a town hall. Yeah, and that's exactly how it felt when when you watched it. But then you watch it, you like, yo, this man is not well, and it's clear that he's not well. Cause like, all right, on my YouTube video, I I talked about this. You know, just even just going down to what being presidential is and all of that, like. Being a president, much like any man of power or any position of power, you have to be somewhat of a stoic. You cannot be too emotional. You can't let you have. You have to have a poker face. Yes, at all times. For that man, granted, hey, the abortion thing is real. I don't know anybody's views. I could care less about your views on it. But seeing him break down about that, like just watching it visually, it's like, bro, this is not even. No president will. We we can't be led by a person like that. So for me with Kanye, and you're right, I hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. Because that's the type of motherfucker to hit the button when nobody thinks he's exactly. gonna hit the button. Exactly. Exactly. But here's here's the kill with Kanye. I think the issue with not issue, but the thing that we have to understand with Kanye is that two things. Mm-hmm. First, his episodes always happen when he's at his creative peaks. For sure. Whether or not the the music is something that we like, it's something that when he feels that he's at the point where he's ready. He ex- he literally explodes, and we get right. this. Yeah, and it's a pattern. Whenever he's the week before, two weeks before, maybe even a month before, we get little, little, like, little ticks of it, mm-hmm. and then like the week of, he just goes nuts. The week of the date that he felt like he should have it ready, but yeah, the yeah. whole killer, like we said before, he don't be having shit ready, and yep. I feel like that's what drives him from his mania to his depression. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. because right now, like I was like I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. he's having a come down right now. Yeah, you yeah. can see it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so, clear. Yeah, it's super clear, bro. Like just even from weird. his his actions on Twitter, because what did he, what did he call it back in twenty eighteen? The stream of consciousness, where he just rants and shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a free thinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting into that bag, but the bag he got into the other night, where all right, it was the whole what what started the shit? The Jennifer Lewis, the, not Jennifer Lewis, the Jennifer, Chris, Jennifer the Chris Lewis. Young, yeah, that shit, bro. Every aspect of what's going on, it's like, all right, Kanye, 
Well, what we know about Kanye, even on the music side, is he's basically a music slave. Let's let's call it. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. He, he is trapped in his contract. And Shit, I go even further. He's a status slave. Oh, for sure. I, I agree 100%. But then if you look at it from the east side of things, like with them doing, keeping up with the uh, Kardashians and all of that, and him like, yo, I want my family to live next to me and all of that. Like, he can't control that. It's like, hey, my dog, you signed up for this. And going to our later conversation about, you know, those guys, the, the three, the, the trio from Atlanta, <laughs> it's the business, man. And at this point, especially for me, I'm, I'm not feeling sad for another person that signed a bad contract. And, but and the name about Kanye is Kanye's always been that person where oh, it's like sure. he's never agreed with the business. No oh, matter sure. what the business is, mm-hmm. he's always said, no, I deserve better than that because I'm Kanye West, so I'm above the business. Right. And every time it happens, it's a, it's kind of like we kind of see the plight of a, of, the, of a black man from someone who sees himself greater than a black man, but yet still a black man. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he will blatantly call out, I'm a black man and talk about black problems. Yeah. But then he'll talk about Bill Gates won't give me a five hundred million dollar loan, nigga. I right. can't say that. Exactly, <laughs> I can't get a five dollar loan, nigga. What did you talk? Right, about? bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I get that. I agree. So it's weird. It's it's just it's a weird. It's whenever Kanye is the definition of weird. He's not a weirdo. Yeah, he's yeah. someone who's so complex that we can't understand him. No, there's no science to Kanye. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think yeah, I think everything that goes on with Kanye is is way more nuanced than we try to make it. Like even even calling this episode a manic episode, you know, shit. He might be in his mind. This might make total sense. And exactly from, from what I have learned from Kanye, shit, some of the shit that he does maybe doesn't work out from for him, but somebody else will be able to redo this at some point. He has a strange, like, I'm glad you said that because I can bump to my next thought. Mm-hmm. He has a strange ability of foresight without being able to explain what he's seeing. For sure. Because, like, like this shit about Harriet Tubman. Like, it, here's the thing about that shit that's why it's so complicated. Yeah. He may not have been wrong, but niggas don't want to hear that, man. That's, nobody wants to hear that shit right thing. now. Yeah, nobody wants to hear it, but... What he's saying, what he's saying isn't too far off base. It's just what Kanye's thing is... When it it's no con he doesn't give context to what his fucking brain is thinking. Yeah, he doesn't give context and I don't think he fully like fleshes out his ideas before he says them. Like like you say, being a free thinker, I think he just thinks as soon as it comes, let me put this out. Exactly. And shit, knowing from his music, like bro, you come up with ninety different fucking ninety different options for one song. In the summer. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yo, fam, um, you gotta think about your like how you how you're saying anything. Like, you gotta think about what you're doing in this in this whole life. Like, I don't think Kanye thinks. Well, I'm not gonna say I don't think he thinks. I don't think he thinks hundred percent for himself. You don't think he processes everything. For sure. And like is man, I hate using the term weird. It's unusual because we don't see our our geniuses are usually the people who are the most methodical people. Right. And Kanye, earlier on, we noticed it. We seen it in the music, but more so as he's becoming to be his own self, mm-hmm. we're seeing how unraveled and how unhinged he truly is. And we get it with every album. Yeah. To the point to where it's like, even with the Jesus is King thing, we're getting an insight to what he was raised on because I promise you, 
He was a and I ain't gonna promise you. You can listen to the music. He was a hedonist for a good three albums before that. Yeah, at least two. At least my beautiful doctors of fantasy and Pablo. He was right. a hedonist on those two albums, and then you drop a gospel album. Yeah, like it's it's a it's a it. His music itself is giving us yeah, it's giving us the complexities of Kanye West oh, because sure. it's it it's really like we get a window into his mind to the point even to the point with the Ye shit. Ye was horrible. Ye was something yeah. that I. I had I, I promised myself I wouldn't download it. I listened to it one time mm-hmm. all the way through and never went back to it again. Just to say I did, just to, just to be like, all right, right I gave right, it an right. objective opinion. It was horrible. I get that, but it's like, but it's like, you can see how at that point in time, he himself was not focusing on music. He was focusing on so many other things. Yeah, and music was like the last thing on his list. See, like even seeing with the Tiana Taylor thing. Oh yeah. Shit, that whole, like, everything that came out around that time besides Daytona felt rushed. It felt like... And you could tell that he had, you could tell Pusha had Daytona ready for however long he just gave it to Kanye to mix and master and exactly. whatever he wanted to. Exactly. Because going to the Nas album that came out around that time, it's like... Oh my shit, God, I forgot about that, that shit. That shit Holy don't fuck. even, it didn't feel like a Nas. I felt like Nas I don't count that. Kanye. I don't, no, count, I don't count that as a Nas album either. But it felt like Nas rapping over Kanye beats. Kanye... Yay album came. That was I. Right. Well, I wouldn't say it was I. Right. It was for for Kanye's stature. It's a bad album. Uh, Kiss the Kanye he, Kitty album was a little good. Yeah, that that uh, that was Kiss, I. Kiss he Ghost. That was a good album. Um, Tiana Taylor for what it was. It was a good album. Granted, we expected it could have been better. Yeah, we definitely expected more. Like, and then I don't think her shit should have been in that seven song format. But that's Kanye for you. And shit, I think Kanye has earned enough trust from us musically at this point you know for him to keep doing the shit he does like musically it, it's kind of like <laughs> it's well, who you talking we were talking about the uh daylight about how when you put away the antics and you just listen to the music when he does mm-hmm. then he's a different person oh, kanye sure. is impossible to separate the antics from the person from the antics and from the music because he puts his antics in his music mm-hmm Oh yeah, no, like, that that man, like shit. Even him, except that's why I, I'm not so hard on Ye because Ye feels like a project where, like, probably the first time Kanye really didn't have much creative direction. Like exactly of his own like, exactly, like, and I. That's why I, I applaud Kanye, man. I'm not I'm not too upset with him. I, th- <laughs> I that's what I'm saying. Like I said, I'm not too upset with him. I I do think. He needs his his real core back around him, and he need he needs GLC and he needs consequence for sure. Shit, he need Don C back around him, like everybody. Like he need he need them. Yeah, that's a fact. But yeah, just watching it, bro. It's just like you would expect this because of the level of genius that he is or whatever, and then the amount of status that he's gotten to. Like even going down to the presidential bid, bro. Like. You could understand it, but it's like, Kanye, you need somebody in your corner to at least point this shit out to you. Exactly what I'm about to say. Think about But like it. you said before, though, the, the thing is that he thinks all this shit is clearing his head. For sure. He don't see the distortion. He don't see the glitch. He mm-hmm. thinks he is the glitch. Right. And t- no, but, but it's like... The thing about Kanye, what I realized, man, because Kanye oftentimes, when he does some wild shit, like even with the slavery is a choice, even with... Um, probably even this Maggie, the maggot shit I can't defend that's that's but but even still I think he always finds a way to go back and clean that up 
even if it's not mopped all the way up or nothing like that, but he finds a way to go back to clean it up. So it's evident to me that he at least hears what is being said about him. So what I was about to go to with the presidential bid, like even just flat, uh, going back to 2016, when you had motherfuckers voting for Harambe and shit. Oh my God. Like, this is about to be the same exact thing if you pay attention to it. Like, motherfuckers is about to just, the hype beast, of course. You know, I, I'm not going to throw out no demographics, but we know who we talking about. I don't, yeah, I, yeah. And you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, they're just going to go ahead and just go vote for Kanye just off the strength. Oh, Kanye, my favorite rapper. Kanye can do this. Kanye can do that. And it's like, um, this ain't the election to be doing that, bro. Last one wasn't the Hell one to no. do that, but this definitely not the one to do that. And even him today, he's like, oh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna beat, beat him on the right end. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm beat Biden on the right end. It's like Biden. What are you talking? We if you're not gonna beat Trump, bro, we talking about the wrong thing right now. Especially if you're exactly. trying to get into that seat. But then you, he already told us off the rip, yo. Granted, I don't agree with President Trump, but I would much rather have President Trump than him. Is what he said. And I, I like I said, the, I'm not mad at you, Kanye. You do what you do, but. Hey, you got this is the gender. That this is the gender. Exactly. And you gotta I think for Kanye, he has to realize his influence. Cause if you if you do say oh, I'm the most impactful artist of this century of whatever, you gotta start acting like it. It's time to start holding for us as fans, and not only as fans, but shit, just the American public. We need to start holding that nigga accountable. Shit is black people. But that's the thing, we hold him accountable I, see, more than anybody I, else. I think we hold him accountable, but it, the race thing at this point, bro, he don't got black people on his side. Let's just call it call it what it is. He does not That's have true. especially like our like parents and shit and our grandparents, they not fucking with Kanye. Yeah, just because of the slavery is a choice joint. So it it's gonna take you know what I mean, his fans really to hold him accountable. But and even people then, forget that his fans are like sixty percent white, and, and, that's, and it's that's, a, that's, that's it's another demographic that I don't want to say, but we that, all know who it is. The true hype beast, exactly, and that's that's why I didn't, you know. But that's what I was getting at. You know, <laughs> his his core, he's gonna, ha- but his core is never gonna hold him accountable though, because hey, shit, you make nice clothes in their opinion. You know, what I mean, the status symbols. You got the Mercedes Benz of goddamn sneakers. Exactly. So it's niggas want to look like homeless men. People want to look like homeless people wearing a hoodie. Right. Nah, I, <laughs> it's the last, probably my last day I got on Kanye, just to his relationship and shit. Because I said in my video, I said that I think that Kim K definitely has his best interest if there's anybody that is around him right now. But obviously, you know what I mean? I'm Kim K. Like, I can't just go out on a limb and, like, tell everybody, all right, dog, like... Granted, even though she did get up there and was like, yo, he's going through a manic uh, episode and... He's brilliant, and this, this, that, and the third is going on. But it's like, what outside of that, there's not much else she can do because of the the uh, status that she has. Yeah, but and the thing about that situation is weird, is because it's like it's kind of like a cap. Like I, I love using the term cap. I've, I've been using this term lately, cafeteria. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't pick and choose. You can't call TMZ to be at everything that you at. Yeah. And then be upset at your husband for being public about something happening in your family. For sure. And you record everything that happens in your family. When y'all set up situations, your mama is known for, sure. for putting y'all in bonds. Hey. So you can't be mad at your husband yeah. for essentially doing... He's fighting back the only way he thinks y'all are going to respond back to him. And and we see that that's exactly what it is. 
Exactly. And shit, I mean, so it's like you, you you can't pick and choose like that. Come on now, you're gonna be public, be public. Oh no, real talk. I I agree wholeheartedly. But you know, she she was raised by her mom. She was raised by get the bag, Chris. So Chris know how to uh, monopolize everything. She know how to make that money come out of every single thing. From Bruce ass wanting to get the uh, sex chain, she got that money up off that. She was like, oh, yeah, we're going to put you on ESPN. We're going to put you everywhere. Put you on the show more often. Like, I'm not upset with it, but I do think, here's a prediction that I'll say this. Like, I've said it to a few of my like close friends. I do think they're going to get a divorce uh, within the next year or two, and I think that's the end of Kanye West. I don't want Ooh. it to be, but I think that's the end of Kanye West. Because of what I'm what I'm seeing from how he's acting, like I said, for her to be the only real, not even real person, but the only person that's in his corner as of right now, that'll, granted, her being her and him being him, she can't sit here and be like, yo, Kanye, like, you gotta chill. Because he was Kanye before he was with her. Exactly. But it's like, all right, as a, as a wife or whatever, and, you know, with the kids and all of that, she can hold that over him. But... Yeah, at the end of the day, bro, I I do think they're going to get a divorce, which is sad, but I think it's necessary. But, like I said, I do think this is the end of Kanye West, though, if they get a divorce, because she's he loves her to death or whatever, but once it's a wrap, who we going to call? And the thing that's scary about that for me with Kanye is twofold. Kanye, when Kanye is relationships, his music goes up, mm-hmm. lifestyle goes down. For sure. When Kanye goes through a breakup, the thing about Kanye is that I think, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think Kanye is too grandfathered in for it to be that simple. Mm-hmm. I think he has like maybe two more incidents mm. in him where it can break his his ability to be perceived a certain way, right? Right, right. So, I think what black people, his perceptions already is already understand. Like half of us are like screw it. Yeah, half yeah. of us want to understand it because he's still one of us. He's still in his heart of hearts. He still is the college dropout, late registration graduation person. That's who he was. That's who he. That's and only who I believe he is. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I think a combination of him having to manage his mental illness and mental whatever. Yeah. On top of having to maneuver being of a certain status, that I don't think he ever. I feel like he's one of the people that he wants everything that he says he wants. Like that's never going to be a lie. He he was not lying when he said he wanted to be the greatest of all time. Yeah. But I don't think he understood the complexities and the strain that it would have on him already as someone who had mental health issues. Right. And it's compounding, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially, what we're seeing, we're seeing, uh, oh, what's the dude from the Aviator? Uh, Howard Hughes. We're saying Howard Hughes all over again. Somebody who was that's, that's amazing. Exactly who he was trying to uh, become. Exactly. He said that shit. Yeah. That's exactly who he is. He literally had, he for a 15, 20 year ride, was the most amazing person in his field. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell him anything, couldn't do anything when it came to shoes. He literally is on power jump man at this point after right. only 10 years of doing it. Yep. 12 years of doing it. Like, you can argue that his shit is low-key actually more valuable than Jumpman. Yeah. As far as, like, day-to-day. Not not longevity. Not no, right, day-to-day. Right, yeah. So, when you see it like that, it's like, okay, he's reached his apex. But how is he handling the ability to stay at his apex and what the demands are? And yeah. what and how is his mental fortitude 
that we already saw was fragile. He he told us he was a fragile individual before he came. He said, "I'm a sensitive ass nigga, but I'm gonna still tell you fuck you to your face." Right. So now we're saying that in action, where it's like I can't say fuck you to everybody because I want to be appreciated. Mm. So now he said, if he's done. He's done saying fuck you to everybody. Or oh, was on the way to saying fuck you to everybody. Yeah. So now we, I think you I think, I think that's, I think that's where I'm, where I'm understanding what you're saying. Where it's like, what do we see after he's literally said fuck you to everybody? Right. Where, 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 where do we go with Kanye West after that? And if you think it's the end, I think it's the yeah. end, bro. And I'm, I'm a, only reason I'm gonna say it's the end, bro. Just understanding his mental state and understanding like who, like I said, who he's around and what type of situation he's about to leave. Because I'm like, yo, let's keep it a stack. Like, all right, we know the entertainment industry is satanic or whatever, if we want to use that word or whatever. But it's playing with evil forces, playing with some different type of forces. Oh, yeah. You seen the Esteen shit right now. And that's what I'm saying. And if you start (laughs) to look at, you know what I mean, like the family like that he was dealing with or whatever, and the amount of money, the amount of stature that's attached to them, and... Almost every case of the men that have dealt with that family have all either almost killed themselves or, you know, it it, it took them years to, to get up off of whatever they were on. You had Lamar on crack. You had Scott Disick on mad drugs, depressed and all of that shit. I'm pretty sure Chris Humphrey was depressed for a while after that shit, too, actually. I could imagine. I, well, I mean, <laughs> hey, bro, I'm only married for, what, 60-some days? Yeah, literally, she stayed married to that man the legal amount of days for her to the man have mm-hmm. in the state of California. That's some wild shit, bro. That's vicious. Her That's mom vicious taught her the bag, bro. Taught her how to get this and how to monopolize. That's why, like, yo, Chris Jenner, she probably the illest like human being ever. And I ain't saying <laughs> that like an ill in a good good way, but like she ill, bro. Like. Monopoli- she heartless. She's heartless. Monopolized off the daughter's sex tape. That's ill. That's some ill shit. When it's like, all right, we about to put the whole family in place. Like, because everybody, my whole thing is, I think from what she did around that time, I think she was like, yo, everybody going to see this shit anyway. So would you rather get paid about it and cry or would you rather just cry about it? <laughs> But that's the wild part. Kim K was already known in the industry as a hustler because she, because of who she worked with. I think she worked with Paris Hilton. Yeah, she was like her runner and everything. So everybody, people knew about her. Bro, she was she was like Brandy's stylist for a little bit. Like if you, yeah, Brandy and Ray J had a, a reality show back like before the sex tape that came out, and she was like Brandy's stylist for a good little minute, and it was like, oh shit, that's. That's uh, old girl that be with Paris Hilton or whatever. And yeah. Then the, then the tape came out. I was like, oh shit! Now she's somebody. It all yeah, it all makes sense, bro. Because <laughs> it's like because it's like to a degree, like in the way I think of it is, and this is the, I think this is why her and Kanye actually, I think that's why they work together. Yeah. Kanye was the person who people slept on, didn't want to do anything with, but he the black album, the black album is the reason why we know Kanye was. For let's sure. call let's keep it a B for sure. The Black Album Blueprint, right? Mm-hmm. So you had that shit happen, and then he he proved himself as a rapper after that. But still, people looking down on him as a producer. Kim K, your daddy was was OJ Simpson's best friend. Your mama is known for getting around with black dudes in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You working your ass off, but what's going to put you through that glass door? What's going right. to put you through that glass ceiling? Dang. The sex tape. That moment. <laughs> yeah. So it's like they they each had a glass ceiling that they had to break in by like. Doing something so unbelievable, Kanye meeting 
Jay-Z getting signed to The Rock and being able to mm-hmm. be put on through that way. Yeah. Kim K being able to put, be put on with Brandy rated. If, if you know if you know anything about Hollywood at the time, Brandy in the like late 90s, early 2000s was a fucking star. Yeah, she's she, what she, everybody thought was a lead. She's what everybody thought was a lead was going to be. Let's keep no, it being. Real talk. Yeah, that's a fact. Like, yeah, that's a fact. So it's like she she low key took a lead spot, TV, unfortunately. Goddamn everything. Yeah, that's a, I agree. So it's like with that, it's like Kim K. What's like I said? What's going to put you through that door? You already around probably the most popping black young female person in Hollywood and the music industry. Mm-hmm. And we all know so, Ray J, especially. Ray after is, that that's moment, that's, but, I, but I'm saying even after that moment, Ray J became super legend. From you know, Ray J is Luke, the grandfather Whitney version of Soldier Boy. You know what I mean? Like, that's a fact. I stand by that. Hey, shout out to Ray J. You know what I mean? <laughs> he the legend. That's my guy, bro. He he real life wrote a song and sunk it and told Bobby Brown, "I'm fucking your girl, but she still loves you, so you ain't got to worry about me." Right. Bro, this nigga made I hit it first. Like, that's a hell of a song. Think about they, that's nasty. Think about the people who we just said that Ray J stepped to and said, What you gonna do? Kanye West and Bobby Brown. A sick nigga, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's nuts, bro. Sick. And you know the fabulous situation. That shit was just funny. That hey, was that's, funny. But that's I mean, what I Booty goons. I'm hey, getting my booty goons. Ray J, that guy, man. I don't want no smoke with Ray J ever. That's at all. He a legend. Dude. He a legend for real. But not like I. I mean, this is put a pin on the Kanye situation. I think that if Kanye, if the end of Kanye is 2022, 2023, mm-hmm. the 2020s are on to a perfect start because it's like every century we see the downfall of somebody. Yeah. The 90s was Howard Hughes. Mm-hmm. This one is Kanye was. It happened. It just happened. History happened to fall like that. Oh, that's so, hard. Hey, man. Shit. I hope, like I said, I, I hope Ye gets the help that he needs. But just understanding the position that he is, like, position that he's in now, it's like, bro, I don't see him getting no real help. But what's crazy is that to him, he thinks that this is his therapy. He considers this his therapy. I don't want to say he thinks it. He considers this his therapy. Mm-hmm. So... Even though he's getting a backlash, he may feel like the backlash that he's getting is the backlash that he needs to help him figure out what he should be thinking. Right. And how, not what he should be thinking, but how his stream of thought should be going. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better way of phrasing it because Kanye, as we all know, he's a he's a critical worker, not a critical thinker. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So he's he detail oriented when he's putting in that work. Other than that, it's like, so how that looks going from the future, like getting the backlash for everything he clearly he still thinks that he's viable for a candidacy, mm-hmm. even though he can't be on the ballot in like five states already, either right. five or eight. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I don't know what the hell we about to see happen in November, but like I was telling people before, it's been a rough year. We still we still got half the year left, fool. That's a fact, <laughs> right. yeah, man. And we we seeing it every day. Some, Wild shit happening, shit you don't think was gonna happen, it's happening. Man, it, it's it, it's a nutty twenty twenty. The twenty is about to be a sick sick decade, bro. Hey man, it's always like that though. And then nah, even what I was gonna go to earlier, just about like the the sound of music kind of changing. Like the sound of music always kind of hit. It always does like a up and down type of thing. It either gets really dark or you get really happy times. So after Man, that's why I think about logic. I think logic was ten years too late. 
I kind of, I would agree with that. I feel like, yeah, if Logic would have came out like in the early 2000s, he would have probably been super ill. Oh, yeah. He would have been a super pop star. Yeah. He would have been a super duper, super pop star. Well, Even though he is I, now. I, I guess we he get, is now. I guess we're getting into Logic because that is something I wanted to bring up, like just about trajectory, like exactly how he went. Because, I mean, like I said the other day, I feel like his first two albums are is are considered classic material. So, all right, I know we consider we 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 consider y'all semi DMV because seven five seven is a hood, so we fuck with y'all, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Was you fucking with Logic in like 2013, 2012, 2014 when he was dropping the Young Sinatras? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Because I know some people wasn't they didn't get hip to Logic like, Yeah, no, 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 no. I heard about Logic. What song was that? We get high. Because I, like, I told the, everybody, I I heard his version before I heard Fab's version. Yeah, that was like 2012. Yeah, that was so like yeah, 2012. I, I heard that, and I remember he was on. So the 2012 Double XL Freshman uh, cover. I had. Yep. That, I had that joint. He was inside of what is it? it? They had that little excerpt of him. It was. It's literally just this bit. I wish I had it. It's like unsigned and unproven or something like that. Yep. Where it he tells did, like, he barely made it. Yeah, where it tells like his story and shit, and it was like I'm like oh, okay, dude from Maryland. I ain't never heard of him. He rapped about his girlfriend being sad. And I was like all right, cool. Check this shit out. I was like, oh no, bro can really rap. And then what was it? Uh Welcome to Forever came out. Yeah. And mind you, at that time I was already a Dizzy Wright fan, you know. So once I heard them two together, it was like, oh shit, like hey, really doing Hey, this a random sidebar. Were you said did you ever fuck with XV? XV, no, I don't think so. All right, you got I'm gonna talk to you all later about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's in the same right as Dizzy Wright. They both from Vegas. Oh shit, yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, I'm like, I heard about Dizzy. Back during the jerking movement, and that's the only reason I followed him over because I liked some of his music before he even got signed to Funk Value. But oh shit, yeah, nah, shit to Logic, bro. I remember what was that? It was that 5 a.m. joint. Like Logic just was mm-hmm. in a stupid bag, 2013. Like Young Sinatra three. Yeah, man. That that. That mixtape was the mixtape for our senior year of high school, one to our freshman year of college. I ain't gonna lie. At least I paid it from like me and my boy over boys over the inner icons. Me, it was me. I know Rob, my boy Rob was big on him. My boy Joe was big on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my boy Cole, shout out, we uh did a recording with him. He was big on it. Like we was heavy on the logic because at that time in the DMV, we were really looking for lyricists. We had big, we had Fat Trail, cool. Right. You had Shaq Lizzy, cool. But you had nobody following the ilk of Wale. And you had all trap rappers. So like, and I think that's the one thing I like a lot of people who discover logic were under pressure, or even with the young the last young Sinatra three joint before yeah, yeah. yeah young Sinatra three before under pressure. Mm-hmm. If you just got hit to him then, then it was like, okay, this is a dude who can like you said, this Take is a bro can really rap. Yeah, yeah. And like and like the thing is with us that bothers us so much is that as logic as people who were hit to logic before he got big. Mm-hmm. Logic was never on the depression shit. He was never on the suicide shit. He was really just a dude who you just love to listen to just to rap. Hey, that's funny because I, I I say the same thing when you when you realize exactly what happened with Logic, like why it took him this long to drop the album we really wanted. So that nigga he he touched that VMA stage and was like, oh I can get some stardom. I'm gonna just start making music for like the pop crowd and all of that. It's like. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that. I, I that's I, how I feel. I'm gonna tell you how I feel about it because I was disappointed. I right, I'm gonna be 100 transparent. 
after Bobby Tarantino, the mixtape from I think like 2015, 2016, Logic been dropping straight shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everybody, that's a, that's a fact. Everybody was horrible. That's the cover he, art was so amazing. Everybody was not good. For me. That's where he lost. Hey, me. Was every, everybody was where he lost me. Bobby Tarantino. I think that's was, where he lost everybody. One. Like it was like, all right, you can do some trap shit. That's cool. I see you. You doing what you do. Then he, like you said, he got to everybody. It was like, nah, you trying to be like this mainstream pop rapper type deal. Like that's how I felt. Cause anxiety, that damn, the the was it Black Spider Man. Yeah, that shit was, yeah, uh, and um, <laughs> no, I fought with that anxiety, so I ain't gonna lie. But that one eight hundred, anxiety is nice. It just sounded corny when it came out. Yeah, but that one eight hundred song, I was like, mm, what are you doing, bro? So here's the whole kill. What I think about logic, because logic has always talked about being from a certain family situation where if you don't know about, like people like to argue about logic's race, right? Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Here's the reason why. I have a homie who looks just like him, who's black as shit. He's a nigga. When that I've known him since we was in seventh grade, my best friend Chris. Oh no, he's that's an icon too. Hey, that's but, real. So, my boy Nathaniel, the so, same way. So it's like he got a he literally got to carry his him his his mom and his baby picture around so people can believe that he's really black, right? Mm-hmm. Like he literally gets a black card pulled on. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I think I understand what Logic went through a little differently. Yeah, yeah. So Logic went through identity crisis when he got big because people really because before 2013, 2014, Nobody ever asked Logic why he said why he never said nigga. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever asked him. He just didn't, right? And I think that opened a gateway to when he got big as to why do you call yourself a black rapper but you don't use this word? So how do you Shit. identify? And he, I, he do say it though. He barely. Yeah, no, that's barely. Yeah, he's it, obviously, yeah. So it's like for him, I think he under he underwent identity crisis because he wanted to be on the same tier as certain people, but I, I feel like we're saying the same thing. I think you're looking at it I, from like, like, of course, uh, uh it's more personal standpoint. for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you're yeah, looking at it's it from, more personal for me. I ain't from that lie. standpoint, uh, like I said, from how I looked at it, obviously, you know, what I'm saying he's he was trying to get to the mainstream. We I don't, think that he we, had, we don't buy. Go ahead, go ahead. Let's let's go. Let's keep it a buck. We don't buy music, especially like. At the time when he was transitioning to becoming an artist, artist like this is the beginning of streaming and things like that. You still have people buying albums. We don't buy music. It's it's just not us. And it, the shit we do stream is YouTube or hey, I might have Apple Music, but I only listen to a few artists that I really fuck. With. Right. So right. That's what I think. But I think that's what I think, bro. I think that he really. I think that is a twofold thing, right? Because I think that his identity crisis. Has something to do with him trying to compete with rap stars, yeah. And I think that what he was fed, I really think that Def Jam and is it Universal? Yeah, Def Jam and Universal fed to him the idea that if they don't look at you this way, just go this way. Mm-hmm. And I think a part of it was that he used that time as therapy. Yeah. At least the way I listened to this last album, it felt like he was finally able to say, "I'm good." With being a really good rapper, but not being revered this way, because I yeah. feel like I am this way. I, hey, I, 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 I took a lot of that from this album as well. I think I think he gave up on the I'm trying to be the the greatest in the context of what the people call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. He wanted to be his own greatest. Yeah, because I mean, even even him uh, speaking about this album, like him talking about like the whole accusations of him stealing styles and shit like that. 
But he, so he does, he does, he does. Oh, Under sure. Pressure was formatted just like, just like Good Kid, Mad City. I heard that today. For I looked sure. at it and I listened to it a little bit. I'm like, oh shit, this joint is literally for a sure. copy and paste of Good Kid, Mad City, just I'm, not as good. I'm not mad at it, bro, because exactly, he, he's one of those people. Just like majority of artists, like granted, he's born 1990. You compare him to a Cole, a, a Kendrick, or something like that. Granted, they was around. How how can I put this? Their contemporaries or the people, not even contemporaries, the people they really deem as idols were ages older than them, 10 plus years older than them. And then you look at Logic, yo, my influences is a J. Cole, is a Kendrick. They only three even years. Even though they only, yeah, but I say they, they only, only three, three years he older 30, than me, bro. He 30, he 30 and J. Cole is 34. Yeah, it's like they only three, four years older than me. Drake's one of my favorite. Drake, Drake, Kendrick, and Cole, the big three of last gen, of last decade is his favorite rappers. Outside even though of, that's the decade he came up in. That's exactly. the weird part about it. But, I mean, even if you listen to, uh, granted, Mac Miller didn't never do this, but if you listen to early Mac Miller shit, Mac used to shout out J. Cole every damn bar he can get. J. Cole, I, I, I die on this hill. J. Cole is more influential than Drake. I die on that hill. Die on it. Wale is too. Die on influence. it. I die on it. We're going to have to talk about it. I, I got to think about that. I don't, I don't know about I influence wise. I'm like Drake has definitely changed a lot of shit musically. You are uh, no, I ain't, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm talking about as far as like how people literally rap. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah, yeah. listen to Buddy and tell me he not a he not a son of Wale. <laughs> now that you say that, I definitely agree. Shit, even listen to YBN Corday. That nigga sound like a young Cole to me, bro. He sound like if he Cole, is a young Cole. If Cole would have dropped in this generation, like. I stand. We can we can go back yeah, we, to the logic situation. Well, we can. I can keep going on logic. I think logic's journey was in that he wanted to be like them and be able to have the impact. Yeah. But I, I think he understood that he was never going to. I yeah. think he had to understand that he that he's not the that he can't be the people that he's always chasing. I think oh, he had sure. to realize that. Yeah, I, I agree as well. And and I think he, even looking at the deal he just signed with Twitch and all of that, I think that his heart. Really, you know what I'm saying? I think his heart is really not. I don't. I don't think it's really in the music, at the, at a, at a certain point. Once we really heard him, once he got his original story out, once he got the first two albums out. Because if you listen to the first two albums and uh, Incredible True Story is my is my favorite Logic album. That shit is amazing. Mine too. But yeah, even if you listen to that, like when the first skit, when uh, they talking to Thalia and all of that, the two niggas on the ship or whatever, and then he's just like, yeah, about to listen to the second one. The one that changed everything. And then it's like, bro, that was prophetic because that album, literally, Logic could have, he he could have went two directions. He could have went in the direction that he chose to go in, which is, you know, I'm about to appeal to the pop side of things and try to get to the, you know, the, to the TV bag. Or Logic could have easily became one of the best rappers last generation. Oh, yeah. After that album. I think with him, though, I say this as someone who loves this type of music. Yeah, I think he didn't want to get stuck in a nerd rock bag for sure, and and I'm glad but, he didn't because he. But you like I know you're glad he didn't, but it was it worked. It, this last album, he bro, he made. I don't know if you do you watch. Have you ever seen Cowboy Bebop? Have I? I mean, I've seen parts of it. Like, I I I'm not too animated, like so. bro. When he said the line, "I'm Spike Spiegel to the I'm Spike Spiegel, but I'm vicious to these bitches," I said. Oh, 
Like that's a nerd ass bar that I fuck with. When he had he had the whole perfect on a whole. He named the song after the fucking Street Fighter of Victory. Right. Like it's certain it's certain shit that I think when you have a like I consider myself a I was never a big Logic fan. Yeah. When, like when he first came out. Mm-hmm. I mean I said like that. I didn't follow Logic until 2012, 2013. Right. I was never his biggest fan as far as my friends. Yeah, yeah. I consider myself a core Logic fan because I've been following Logic since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. 25 years old, bro. Exactly. So like, no, exactly. I get it. So it's like, for me, I like it felt, I felt a way hearing it. I'm like, nigga, you waited until you retired to drop this shit? Mm-hmm. I needed this in 2017, bro. No. <laughs> That's a fact. Just going <laughs> like, to that because, hey, just going to Bobby Tarantino, that mixtape. Him talking like my third album, my my graduation, like Kanye. I'm like, I I'm expecting some graduation level shit. Stadium. This was a sound. graduation album, bro. Exactly. This one was, but it was like, damn, bro, for you to drop. So what is? It? We've had everybody. Bobby Tarantino, Bobby Tarantino two. Tarantino two. Uh, Sinatra four. Yeah, I hate uh, that shit. Confessions of I hated the Sinatra four. Yeah. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He dropped five albums. Yeah. And just for us to get to this point, and I'm not like I said, man, logic. Do what but you each do. I don't feel like more and more therapy. Confession of a nature's mind really feel like he was on some real like I'm on some Adderall trying to keep myself like racing from being depressed. Yeah, like that's really what it felt like listening to that album. I hated the album, but it really felt like he was trying to express like what he had to work through to get to no pressure. He had mm-hmm. like the album. The name of the album is perfect because it really feels like he doesn't have the pressure of being that big pop star, the next J. Cole Kendrick that yeah. he put on himself. Nobody, nobody, nobody said he nobody. was going to be the next Kendrick. <laughs> nobody said he was going to be the next Cole. He wanted that shit. Yeah. Tried to do it. Got the backlash for it. And then understood why he got the. I think he understood why fuck, people didn't fuck with the songs that he put out. Yeah. But I think he, I think in himself, he feels that he had to do that, so he feels comfortable in it, mm-hmm. and he felt like because he helped people that it's it was it's justified. Which it, I mean, I'm never going to tell someone don't put out your art. That's his art. Yeah. It used to have he. I think he. It took him long enough to understand why it got critiqued a certain way. Yeah, no, I agree, and I I think that's even, uh, like you said, him understanding why he got critiqued, but him even getting comfortable doing it again because. That's what I got written down right here. Just like him, the samples he chose on this joint is like, oh my god, like, that's yo, the thing, bro. This nigga, all right, I hear you, bro. You snapping like him. Hey, him. shout out to No ID, man. Shout out to No ID. No ID showed us why he's the father of Kanye West. Oh, for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, like for him to sample elevators on GP4, like that's probably like one of my favorite joints on that whole. Album. Bro, he's what's the other joint? It's uh, man, I is super. He did that. Nah, oh, super uh. Right, let me go to the track list real quick. Shit, it's it's no, it's a, it's a, it's. A, I think it is, man. I is, but the the song he samples the old Outkast shit. It's one of my favorite Outkast songs. Fuck, I was just listening to that bitch the other day too. Cause yeah, man, I is that samples the uh the Dream Flower Tamika Blue joint the uh too late for the intro J Cole. Yeah, no, it's that's, another that's song that he sampled on that joint. That's stupid. Shit, well, yeah, well, I got everybody. Nigga, Logic, I'm proud of you, bro. For you to even make a a, a song. Spotty, like, I be dope. Spotty, I be dope. Delicious. Oh yeah, that shit. Yeah, damn that right. That shit. The horns. That's my shit, bro. So yeah, when I heard that, I'm like, I know this song. What the fuck, Outkast song is? I was trying to think about it, bro. I had to look it up. I'm like, I play. I'm like, oh, this my shit. Bro, that shit, um, 
that dab, bro. I'm gonna just talk about the the songs on this joint because I enjoyed this project. The dab by this... song, he got he literally did what Chance was supposed to do. No, I'm a. I have a hot take. You want to look at me crazy? Go ahead. This, as a Logic fan, was what for your eyes only was to me as a cold fan. Hold on, what you? All right, what you mean by that? For your eyes only gets heat because of I guess I don't know why mm-hmm. people thought it was a lazy album. Oh no, it's not. I think that's Cole's best rapping as on on like an album wise. I think Cole's best pen is on that album, and that's why it's my favorite album. That's my, my that's not my favorite, but that's why it's like it was. It's a quintessential J Cole album for sure. It's not his. It's not J Cole's best album, yeah. but it's a quintessential J Cole album. Like mm-hmm. if I ever told if someone asked me. What is J. Cole about? I'm pointing at that. I'm just like if someone asked me what Kendrick is about, I'm pointing to to to, uh, to be to pimp a butterfly. For sure. Like that's that's just the quintessential sound of what you want to get when you listen to J. Cole, right? Yeah, yeah. So and even though people will hate that album, it's like this album was quintessential logic. Yeah. This was what logic essentially was in his heart of heart or his skill of skill and his rapper rapper of as an artist. Yeah. Right? So it's like for me when I heard his album, this is um I'm a, I like I know people saying they listen to it one time like they're cool with it or okay cool out of retirement. This is like raging the machine to me for Joe Butter. That's a fact. That's a fact. Where it's like, bro, we've been waiting on this moment. So and, the, and that's what's crazy to hear him shit album. on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To hear him shit to hear him shit on it. It was weird for me. I'm like, Joe, do you not understand that he's pulling at you? Right. Like he literally nah, is pulling at you. He's comfortable. That's real. See, real talk. I like because I mean we both uh, budding fans or whatever. We both listen to the podcast for what I'm assuming. But yeah, when he went in on Logic that first time, it's warranted, bro. Because I think it was in that time where Logic was Logic was really trying to find who he was in the rap game still, even though he was established as being Def Jam's highest earner. But him hopping on that damn French song with with because uh, granted him and Juicy we already know him and Juicy make fire ass music together whenever they make fire up. music. But they it's only got like, three songs together. That's the sad part. Exactly. But then you start the when you hear him in French over Juicy production, it's like nah, I don't want to hear this shit ever because it doesn't <laughs> make sense. Those two artists do not make sense next to each other. You can see Juicy J in the studio with Logic. I can't see Logic in the studio with French Montana or Rock. Because French French is a socialite. Juicy J is an actual musician. He's just a hood-ass man. Exactly, bro. Exactly. And because I'm like, you start to like really piece it together. All right. What the fuck could Logic and A$AP Rocky do together? Go to Hollywood and snort cocaine. And then... <laughs> shit, nah, that's real. That's real. Uh, I'm pretty sure you heard the song with Logic and uh, Big Crit, right? Top 10. Yeah, bro. Yeah, just yeah. even when Logic had dropped that shit, I was like, "All right, bro, you can literally do it." That bro. made that was one of that made the most. That's that song had dropped in like 2017, right? Nah, I think it was earlier than that, like 2015, 2016. 2015, yeah. I, it was before I even had my my computer. Yeah, I about to say it was like our freshman sophomore year college. Hold up, nah, because then uh, it was like our sample, sophomore year it college. Sampled, uh, it sampled zero to one hundred. So yeah, that had to be uh, 2015, 2016. Yeah. Bruh, like so that's and that's I think that's my biggest issue with logic and that's all every every black 
There we go. Mm-hmm. I hate to use demographics. Every Black Logic fans issue with Logic. Yeah, we wanted the music that we wanted the music that we fell in love with you for. We didn't want the shit that you were trying to discover and, and connect with. We didn't want to connect the music from you. You're not a connecting artist. Yeah, you're an artist who makes great rap music, and yep. I don't want it like I. I don't mean to say that as uh, he should have never put that stuff out. I mean it to say as uh, that's how he lost certain fans. Yeah. Because we already feel connected to you, dude. Especially your DMV fan. Real talk. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, As somebody who, you know what I'm saying, like, I stay in Virginia, obviously. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? I'm cl- I'm close by, but I ain't close by. But it's still like shit, nigga. I could understand this story. It still feel like it's in my backyard. Yeah, yeah like, it felt like, you, it, felt like it felt like J. Cole's story. It felt like J. Cole's story. Yeah. Yeah, just and, and, J. Cole. Then, and then we watched it because, I mean, I was a super fan of Logic early on. I'm not even going to kick the well like everything that was going on with visionary was fire to me like from him john bailey on like all they records together and just to watch like because i'm like damn logic i was invested bro i thought you was really about to like change some shit or if you are gonna rap on this like if you are gonna be on this type shit then you're gonna bring something different to it but it's just like nah we got commercial logic Chance and, and Logic are the two most disappointing artists of the last five years. For sure, because they had so much potential. I throw in Fetty Wap, but that's a different conversation. Very different. Because that's, a, that's a business. That's a business conversation. That, that goes into the Migos and them conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's hell business yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, what, what ruined Fetty. Because Fetty yeah, Wave, yeah, yeah. Fetty could still be dropping some of them songs right now. Bro, his, his, new, his new mixtape that he dropped is heat. It's heat. You can tell. I didn't even know he dropped. Song still. I he dropped. The, he just dropped the tape like three months ago. Four he, months is ago. Is he still calling shit Azuvi and shit? Nah, he don't. Nah, he don't say it as oh, much. I, I hope not. <laughs> like, it's twenty twenty. Stop, bro. He he really doing some like like I hate to compare him to this person, but the closest person I can compare him to is on some T Pain shit. Like it's really on some like I'm rapping R and B. Oh yeah, nah. He was that's he was in a whole different bag, bro. When he was out, like Fetty, Fetty first. Well, his run being. I name it like a top five run in hip hop, bro. Like we never, we never seen nothing like that, especially in a who's year. Run, span. Whose run is better, his run or Fat Joe? Oh, like ninety eight to oh one. I'm not talking about. I'm not just asking about. I'm talking about like actual like like music. music like yeah. yeah. Hold on. Let me let me let me let me do my let me do my googles real quick. So I don't. Because I, I still want to rock with Fetty, but. Joe definitely had some shit around that time. Then you said '98, right? So you had twins. Yeah. You had the twins deep cover drop around that same time. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we go we go say it that way. I gotta I gotta. Do <laughs> sense, bro. I do not. That's it. We gonna have to list that one because that we gonna have to do a list of the top I'm five ones in hip hop for that one. Because that because that Joe '98 the old one run is slept on. People we don't talk about that shit. Or Nori's like ninety seven to like two thousand run. Shit, a lot of people don't talk about goddamn Ludacris's run. No, 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 no. Or Tias. Or Tias. Luda had Tia. a run from like oh oh one to easily. I would say like oh one oh two to like oh no twenty ten twenty eleven. Yeah. He had like a he had a decade run literally. Yes. Yes, sir. And because when 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 Nelly fell off, he picked he literally just picked up. Damn right. And. Nelly got super classic out. He got two of them things. But nah, bro. I mean, to put a pin in the logic shit, I, he... Oh, that's what I meant to ask you. 
just yeah. Oh, so yeah, we can end this right? Did you say you got a question about that joint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think this is the end? Like, do you really feel like this is the end of Logic? I'm hearing niggas say Logic is going to stream music on Twitch. No, you dumb niggas. I hate using the N-word. Dumb niggas. Mm-hmm. Logic is not streaming music on Twitch. He's playing video games with his homies and talking shit. And maybe he'll play new music here and there. But yeah. he's not dropping albums on Twitch. You can't drop fucking albums on the streaming site that doesn't save anything. Right. Other than your videos. Right. Nah. Like, granted, you probably could. But it's not going to like you can be a playlist out of the, out of a video game video. Exactly. Unless he brings it to his YouTube, and then even then, it's like it's still a, a video file. It's not no MP3. It's not going up Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Like so I think I think he'll st- I think he'll do that for it, like him and his homies. Mm-hmm. But I think he's really going. People need to understand this about Logic, and I don't think they actually do understand it. Logic is truly a nerd for sure. Like he's one hundred percent a YouTube video of like the top ten things that people miss about Cowboy Bebop. Mm. The top seven samples and Samurai Shampoo. Yeah. Like, he's that person. Mm-hmm. So I can 100% see him doing it. He, 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 he reminds me a lot, even though the music is nowhere near the same. Him and Lil Dicky. Similar, same path. I don't, I can see Lil Dicky like making music for his show and then dropping it as like a music for Dave that he made. Yeah. But I don't see him as saying like, oh yeah, I'm a rapper. I'm a tour off of all 50 original songs and all yeah, that yeah, type yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah, no. He may, but I don't, I can't see. Yeah, it'll he, be a one He's that person show. that's comfortable. Right. Yeah, especially, yeah. I mean, most rappers or most people that enter the rap game is just trying to get to a certain point where they can monopolize either their image or whatever other talent they got. Because Everybody I mean, money, be L. Cool J and Will Smith. Yeah, because money. I mean, rap. It ain't no money in music. Period. If if you know what you know, and we gonna talk about it later. But there's no money in music. That's why everybody has to leverage. That's why they even created the 360 deal. So, my, I make my, money off of how you look and how you and exactly. Like your, your like, uh, yeah. What what you call your likeness? Like it's it's all it all goes into it. Just like Yachty. I mean, guess we gonna hop into the QC shit because. We can oh tell quality yeah, I'm gonna let you round tell quality last. We're gonna get to that last. Yeah, go yeah, ahead, yeah, let's go yeah, ahead yeah. get into the QC shit. But yeah, with the whole QC joint, like uh with Migos suing their former lawyer for malpractice or whatever for millions of dollars. Like you just look at Joe's argument against Yachty. Or not even his argument, that whole little segment when he was just like, Bro, do you even understand what's in your deal? And Yachty like, nah, I don't even understand. Like he even his whole thing was like he said he didn't even know if he had paperwork, bro. bro that's wow. Of course, but that's that's the whole thing with with this whole idea of oh yeah, Atlanta, you know Atlanta artists they running their game, they running the game. Yeah, they running the game because you know what I mean you have people on the top who are acting as big homies, big brothers, label heads and shit like that, and they little broing niggas. Like let's call a stack. I mean let's call a spade a spade. Like. People don't know about P, getting... man. P is a street nigga. P is Jay Prince Jr. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Uh, like, that, that's a... P is a street street nigga. Like, mm-hmm. remember... I forgot who it was. It's one of the DJs, one of the producers got his shit broken into. Them niggas didn't even say we gonna look for who did it. Them niggas said, hey, man, if you did it, let us know who it is. It was his car. Right. Bring this shit to the office. We got you. We, you, you. we promise you, you're not gonna get hurt. Just give us back the shit. You ain't know it's his car. We from the street, too. We get it. Right. They got that shit back two days later. No, that's that's real, and that's that's what pull <laughs> does. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. You get they'll you, even like looking at Yachty's situation before we get to the Migo shit. Like Coach K is a family friend of his. You know what I mean? Like his pops. If you know anything about Yachty pops, Yachty pops was like a photographer back in the day. Shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
nigga, they got brought together because of, you know, family friendship. It's like, oh, yeah, of course, you're you going to get a love deal, but I'm not going to tell you the ins and outs of this because, hey, little bro, you good. As long as, long as I... I'm gonna keep some money in your pocket. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take care of you. Yeah, I'm gonna give you the nice whip. You want some? You want some jewelry? And hey, at the time when he was like 18, 19, early twenty, you don't know money. You ain't never gonna understand those contracts. Even going to the Migos, yeah, they was early twenties. Cause yeah, Takeoff was probably like Takeoff like a year older than us. So yeah, they was early nineteen, early twenties. The rest of them, y'all signed this contract early on. Or whatever, and that their first contract twenty fourteen. Yeah, and that first contract with three hundred, they ended up having to fight to get out of that. They had to pay them niggas. They paid them a million dollars. Yeah, and and the uh, the legal fees on that joint, like just fighting um, around the time they was fighting because what what year was that? I think that was twenty fifteen. Where look at my dad. Yeah, they couldn't even release that song. They ended up paying like fifty million in uh, court fees in that and just in that year alone. So once they got off, they did the bad and bougie, you know, got to where they got to. And then you look at it for it, like, where they at now, where you got uh, P coming out and it's like, yo, this this whole lawsuit is nonsense. When it's like, nah, bro, you should have seen this day coming. But even though they, they're not even alleging that you did something wild. They just saying, bro, it's a conflict of interest, which is happens at most, um, with most artists, shit. Yeah, yeah, because shit, because them dudes, like people don't think about like this. And this, all right, I got a few things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna go into QC first. QC yeah. run like I, I love QC. I have no beef with anybody in QC. Yeah, yeah. I love Atlanta. Damn QC right. runs this shit like a fucking, like a fucking what's it called, like a mob business like organization. Yeah, they they run it like Death Row running. Exactly. They they, they run like a market. gang. They yeah. they're like, all right, we getting this much money in the head's gonna get the thirty percent, forty percent, we're gonna distribute the wealth. Yep. Like everybody gonna be fed as long as everybody happy. Right. Somebody ain't happy, you don't get a plate. Exactly. If you're not working, you don't get a plate. Mm-hmm. But if you're working, we're gonna keep you fed. You gonna be you gonna be full of shit. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna make sure you happy. Yep. Because <laughs> you make it you making money for the organization. Mm-hmm. You wanna you bring like you like you essentially a mule. If you yep. think about it, oh, that's so like they run this shit like a drug business. So with that being said, they don't look at it. They may not. I don't even want to say they don't because I don't know them people. Mm-hmm. They may not look at it as them doing wrong because if you feel like you're doing the street work, Migos ain't on uh what's it called in, in the hood in Westhead Westhead and Bankhead yep. passing off flies for their for their concert and masquerade. Mm-hmm. So if you got little homies that you giving. A hundred, two hundred dollars to pass out five hundred flowers in the hood. Of course, you're gonna be like, man, we did that shit for you. We did the footwork for you. We yep. got you. We helped you get sell out venues and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's two sided. Like you gotta. I feel like, if, especially if you're artists of the elk. So I'm not gonna talk about Yachty because Yachty is a Yachty is a suburb dude. Let's yeah, 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 exactly. Migos are hood niggas, man. They real life about the shit that they rap about. You knew what you was getting into. You just mad that you ain't noticed it. Yeah, no, and that, and that's that's exactly what I was getting at. Like about you know, earlier when I was like at this point, just understand if you are of a certain age and you do know anything about the story of hip hop and what's went on with them there every label. If you've watched Unsung to keep it away from hip hop, just see what goes on in the music industry. No artist is really making anything. Like, if we keep it a buck, Drake is getting raped 
for lack of oh, better terms. Yeah. Like Drake should be worth a billion dollars for what he's done for the music industry. We but, seen Michael Jackson till he died had to fight for his rights, had to exactly. fight for his worth. Shit, Michael yeah. fucking Jackson. Even looking at Tupac, Pac sold over sixty million records before he died. He died with $105,000 in his account. That's, even granted, that today probably what, four, four, five hundred thousand. But it's still like, bro, that's light money compared to 60 million records sold. But, and you it's know, like with the meat. Well, go ahead, go ahead, no, go, go ahead. ahead. It's like with the meat, like with the Migos, like. And here's the thing I always like to, I always like to give context, but it's like, People don't know the industry until they get in it. Oh, we sure. are granted the ability to learn about it through outside sources, but you gotta think, dudes from Gwinnett County, they don't they don't know about. They heard of three sixty, but they don't they never experienced the three sixty. Right. They heard about uh, basically needing uh, what's it called entertainment law mm-hmm. or a lawyer to work over your shit, but they never knew that all lawyers don't practice the same shit. Right. So they had to rely on whoever. QC will put them on to. Most artists have to rely on whatever QC puts them on to because they even even if they knew about it, they couldn't afford an actual lawyer unless Indeed. you ask for that advance to put forth for your lawyer, yep, right? And that's so <laughs> it's a whole educational aspect to it to these dudes getting screwed over just because they don't want to be. You can't tell someone the game because if you don't tell if you tell them the game, then you can't play them. Oh, for sure. That's so, a fact. I mean, hey, bro, even if we look at the Combat Jack and goddamn uh, Nori situation, Recipes Combat Jack, like, hey, fam, I knew the game. I'm a, I, you I, didn't. I, I need, yeah, I need to get my bread, bro. I'm sorry. Like, hey, once you learn the game, by all means, we can make something happen, but you don't know the game, bro, and I'm bringing you to this door. Yeah, you got the talent and all of that, but, hey, my nigga, I'm the one that's facilitating all of this. So but shit, that's Dame glad- Dash's biggest issue with Leo Corn. For sure. A lot of people don't like to, a lot of people don't talk about that shit. That's yeah. why like, I think his Dame doesn't know how to actually eloquate it and like put in the actual worms. Mm-hmm. Words. Yeah. But he don't he he don't fuck with Leo because Leo won't Dame Dash made it sure that he even if he signed nigga to a 360, he they knew they was getting into him, he compensated him under the table with his own bread. Yeah. Dame was known for that. He was known for giving out, like giving his bread to his artists that's because that's how he operated when he was on the streets, right? Exactly. Like, so I think that also goes into what are, what were your morals like before you got into the business and what are your morals now that you've gotten into it deeper? Dame sure. Dash is still about that. I'm gonna get my money, but I'm gonna make sure people around me fed because I want my people to have all money. Sure. So if you're not about if you're about making money for the group and saying that oh yeah, uh, we not really we like they gonna be fed because we taking care of them yeah but you 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 not leading them to the actual river you just give them the bucket to drink from every yeah. time when they the ones mowing the fucking whatever you call it for the water to come in for you to get the water in the bucket in the first place no, they digging a, a well for you to get the water that's a fact hey man so sh- it, it's shit. weird man even if you look at yeah, I mean, if you look at Dame Dash's point on that, if you look at what was going on with Bad Boy before Big died, like, everybody was getting, you know what I mean, taken advantage of. From Mace, Craig Mack, Big, like, of course, you know what I mean, uh, Puff gonna do what he have to do for Big because it's like, nigga, you the flagship of this whole thing. But Big, at some point, from what I've read or whatever, Big was about at the point of like, yeah, I'm about to get the fuck up out this deal. That's what the lo- that happened with the Lokes. Yeah. Or the Locks. Yeah. I don't want to say Lokes. The Locks. 
That's a they, fact. That happened with them. Yeah. That's part of the reason why they low-key broke up for a few years, too. Oh, real talk. And then, yeah. I feel like Kiss was getting bread from Bad Boy, but Sheik and uh, Styles wasn't getting fed like they mm-hmm. were supposed to be. That's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> that is a fact. Damn, I had another I had another example in my mind too. I can't think of it right now. But yeah, I mean, just just to go on like with any anybody out there that's trying to be an artist or want to be in the music industry, it's 2020. If you try to say I didn't know what I was signing and you signed a deal today or even yeah, you're even signing a deal as an artist today. Don't be upset when the music industry happens. I think we underrate how we we have the privilege of knowing, so we underrate how many people don't know. Of course, and I it, think that's a big thing. Like we underrate how many people literally don't know what the fuck happens in the industry. Indeed, but ignorance is never an excuse, bro. And I, and the older I get, the more I'm starting to realize that because it's just like. But you, but you had to get older. See, yeah, it, 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 you, you had, had to get, to get older, older to realize to, that. to realize that for sure. But it's like. Even like going to school, going to college, signing to get a goddamn school loan. It's like, yo, you gotta understand that regardless, even if you don't finish this motherfucker, even if you don't you don't get the high paying job, you gotta work at Waffle House or something like that, you gotta pay this damn loan off. Yep. And a lot of us still go into it, but it's like, nah, I mean, it might not be that way, or it might not be this way, or not even understanding the full scope of what it is. Like, oh yeah, I got a loan for twenty thousand, but I, over time I ended up having to spend forty four thousand of, you know, what I mean, for the whole loan because shit, interest, interest. and all of that. So <laughs> it's just learning that. Of course, it it comes with it. Co- learning comes with the territory. I'm not gonna say you're gonna go into everything knowing exactly what you're going into, but it is best at this point. Shit. Just look at the music industry. It's not that many success stories. Even the people we deem as success stories, their bags could be way bigger than what they are. Yeah. They are supposed yeah. to be big. Like Hove, realistically, Hove Should was be supposed over to be. Yeah, I've been saying Hove was been supposed to have been a billionaire. But the <sighs> industry, we, we know the game. You're not gonna make this. Universal, Universal Sony and Warner owns everything. Without him, uni- without him, Universal would have been paying for Def Jam out of their own pocket. Yep. <laughs> like he's the reason why Def Jam and Rockefeller, why be- if you if you really want to do it, for every album for every album that everyone under Rockefeller signed, him mm-hmm. and Dame should have been getting at least thirty five percent of it, at least. Real talk. Yeah, that's a fact. Like, because without them and and Bigs, without yeah, those yeah. three. Shit, Damn, right. you ain't, yeah, if you you ain't got big, so many artists. If you didn't have Big's money, we wouldn't be here. If you didn't have Dame's brains, we wouldn't be here. And if you didn't have Jay as just Jay, <laughs> like we would not be here. So and it's and it's wild because nigga, I don't think people talk about it, but it's like like you said with Drake. Mm-hmm. Without app, without Drake, Apple Music would not be Apple Music as it is now. Drake oh, is sure. literally the reason. Yeah, because they tried it with Chance and that shit didn't work. Right, <laughs> but they. Yeah, <laughs> we know the reason it didn't work with Chance, though. Or at least I feel like I know the reason it didn't work with Chance. What you think the reason is? I, um, what you think? Uh, Chance didn't have a a true core fan base with uh built up yet. Granted, he had he had eyes on him due to acid rap and all of that. But actually having a fan base that you can bring and monetize, he didn't have that. And then once it did come out, once people heard Coloring Book, granted. Like I tell y'all all the time, like Colorbrook was my first real 
look at Chance. Because, I mean, I heard Juice, I heard all the other shit, but it was like, all right, sitting down with a project, that was my first time. But the rest of us, I mean, if he was really his fan up, up first, I know a lot of people was like, yeah, nah, bro, I haven't liked Chance since Acid Rap. And it's like, damn, son. So for him to bring his debut mixtape, whatever, major label mixtape, to a, a streaming platform, and for him to be the the face of it, it's like, these numbers, granted, nigga won the Grammy and all of that. It was written for him to do that. That's a whole other story for another day. Like, it was set up for him to do that. But he didn't have the fan base there. That's why it even took him so long to drop his sec or his debut album. His ass. Yeah, it took him so long because he did not have that fan base that they thought he did. He, granted, he had Man, the face. Though. He's a he's a good face. I will say that he's clean cut. His image is great. He's connected to Barack Obama. He's connected to one of the most talented people in Hollywood today, and Donald Glover, like Kanye West, for sure. Damn right. So yeah, but, he has connections all the way around. That's a great point, and I never thought about it because I I I fuck with Asherat. Mm-hmm. I would never consider myself a chance, a core transplant. Chance, chance never gave us a chance. Horrible yeah, indeed. shit. I hate. He never gave us the ability to be a core fan because he was never consistent with what the fuck he was doing. That's a fact. You drop acid rap, then you drop the social experiment with Donnie Trump, but that's not really your album. It's yep. mostly instrumentals that you were like chilling on. Mm-hmm. Then you drop Coloring Book, which feels like a posse album. It doesn't feel like an actual album. It doesn't feel yeah. like a mixtape. It feels like a bunch of songs that you made with your friends and put it out. That's a fact. And then you drop he My Big with a Big Day. Nah, before that, he dropped the shit with, uh, he had the two Christmas projects. Those, with Jeremiah. those are cliche, that's cliche music though. Oh, for sure. That's it's not standalone music. Yeah, it's easy to grab. Yeah, it's, it's a theme. It's like, all right, you already got, his star power was already going to the point where it's like, we, regardless of how the music sounds, we're going to clip. That's what he was exactly. getting We're getting 150 easy just because I'm dropping it. Exactly, yep. Yeah, then we got to the big day. And I like, I like. The song, The Big Day, on the album. Like, it's one of the cheesiest songs, but it's my type of... It had good songs. It's just the album as a whole, when I listen to it, it's... For for it's, who, who Chance is built, built to be, that album doesn't work. That's and the what thing it is. is, I think the thing is, and I think this is something that is hard to think, that it's, it's confusing with Chance. Chance tries to be... He tries to have a foot in the door and foot out the door. He tries to be an old school artist where he's very mysterious, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's also very transparent about his life. Right. We don't know which one it is. So with that, I think that happens. I think that shows in his music because he has music where he's very transparent. And then you have coloring book and we don't know what the fuck he's, what the fuck is the purpose of this album. Right. <laughs> it's a collection really of music. That is, it's literally a coloring book. It's a collection of different pictures and images that, that go together in the book, but have no overall conjunctive meaning, con- conjoining yeah, yeah. meaning or anything. So it's nah, like, truth. so, and then the other thing is, we never got the music of, we never got the, Chance never made music of his transitions. Jake, I hate, I, I hate to convert every artist to J. Cole, Kendrick, Drake, but yeah. you kind of have to when yeah, they're the bar. Yeah, they, they the big three. Yeah, they set, they set the bar. And let's, actually, you know what? I'll go with Tillo, Big Sean Wale. You get transition, you get transition period music from the martyrs. 
That's a you fact. can see, you can hear the change that you've seen on social media, that you've seen in the way they move, that you've yeah. seen in their video style, that you've seen from when they was 24 to 28 to 31, 32, to having no kids and being a manhole to having a family or wanting to settle down. Mm-hmm. You see the transition. We never got that shit from Chance. Chance was never transparent about that shit. That's a fact, yeah, because it, it, it do feel like even just between uh, projects and shit, it was like, all right, one project, you with, you're clearly not with your girl no more. You out here living, you living a single life and all of that, but then next thing you know, I'm married. It's like, all right, whoa. We skipped everything in between. I don't even know how you met yeah. this girl. I don't you even... got a whole kid, family, but how did you get there? Yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Because, yeah, once he got to the big day, it just felt like you're just a family man. And, Grant, we know we knew that was the case, but it's like the music. Well, yeah, like you said, we didn't get we didn't get no transition up to that point, like musically. But the, like, mm, hold on. What's that one project? What's that one project he dropped? It was like four songs right before that album. With that, uh, with the Jamie Foxx sample, I, I need security. That drink was heat. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, and see, and that's, bro, that shit. That was one of them ones where I was like, oh yeah, Chance about to come and smoke the game if this how like how he about to be on it. Then we got to the big day, and I was like, all right, nah. <laughs> I got muscles like Superman's trainer. And I'm like, oh no, bro, oh no, and I love that song because. Hot damn, hot damn, bro, bro, hot that's shower. What, that's what I'm saying. For it to be as, I'm a cheesy nigga at the core. Like I like stupid shit. So it's like it's funny as shit. It's yeah. but it seemed corn. It seemed like it seemed like satire. It don't seem like actual hip hop. No, real talk. That is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. And then for yeah, for him to have who he had on it, it was like, damn, bro, y'all really letting the baby become like the best rapper out here. <laughs> like, bro, that. that don't get me wrong. I, I I don't have nothing against bro rapping style. I do like the baby as a rapper. Like I feel like he has like bags he can get into. But last year the box is getting real small. Yeah, the last, box is getting tiny. Bro, last year they really tried to make him the greatest rapper because they just would put him on shit where it's like, damn nigga, you the lead artist on this. Why you dropping the ball? Like it's no reason he should have a better verse than J Cole on the song. It's no reason. I'm sorry. It's no reason, but I get it. Hey, I want this little nigga to pop too. Cause number one, who was he signed to? Like major wise. I don't think he signed to a major. Cause I'm like, I know he signed to. I don't Arnold. think so. I think I think uh, Arnold Arnold Palmer. Uh, man, I know Millionaire Baby Entertainment is his shit. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't so, think he signed to no major. And if he, it's I think probably he. Like, I think he signed to Columbia. Let me check. I think he signed to Columbia though. Okay, that's not bad. He signed Interscope. He signed Interscope. Damn, I remember when he signed that deal too. That's crazy. He signed. He signed like 2018. He yeah, signed. Yeah, he signed yeah, two yeah. years ago. Yeah. He signed right after Blank Blank came out. Right That's after Blank Blank came that out. That is a fact. That is a fact. Cause the thing about the baby, I always heard about him. But I never really gave a fuck about him. I ain't gonna hold. Last year made me like because Spotlight was on, made me give a fuck about the baby. Yeah, I will. I will say I ain't gonna lie. Like I heard about him January first, 2019. When he dropped goddamn uh, Walker Texas Ranger video, and I was like, "Who is this nigga? Like this music? Fire. I'm like, I never even heard of dude, the baby from Carolina too. I'm like, you no, know, you heard about him senior year, cause 2017, cause that's when he was at Coachella with that fucking diaper on. And that's that's what it, that's when it all came back, and it all came full circle. And I was like, cause I oh, heard I about him when that shit happened. I was like, like, who the fuck? Yep. And it's just wild when you see, all right, this the this the nigga y'all be going crazy over. Okay. Guess I gotta do some shit like that. That's one of my problems with the rap game. I'm not gonna lie. Like, 
a lot of the industry today feels like a gimmick. It but feel, the same it, gimmick and nigga will shoot you. That's the wild part. That's the scary part. <laughs> that shit is that's <laughs> terrifying to be like, even just shit. Even like a young thug when young thug was pulling his gimmicks early on. Just for young thug will wear a, a fucking Versace dress with a fucking K in the back of that bitch, bro. And that's what I'm saying. Once you realize that, you just like. Alright, I don't know what to believe Because I know you ain't no chump, nigga Obviously, you not no chump But it's like, damn, bro Why we even have That's to a reasonable thing, though Because up here, we used to Like, like people who are homosexual It's a whole homosexual gang in D.C. called Check It yeah, A generational right. gang that's Like, right. they've been around for like 20 years almost Yeah, yeah So, like, and they They, they dudes who Will hit on you and beat the shit out of you, too Oh, no, that's right like, like, it's like that so, I better say, bro Just Going to high school and shit, like understanding it. Like, all right, nigga, certain niggas, you already know, they'll beat your fucking ass. Shoot, yeah, your, yeah. shoot your face off. But they'll still yeah. try to, you know what I mean, try to talk to you. And it's like, you gotta let, you, let them live their life. Yeah, they be, respect it, no. They respect it, no. They don't respect it when you call them out of their name. Yeah, exactly. That's a hard line. You used to be like, nah, I'm good, bro. They, they leave you alone. But real you call talk. them that. Yeah. The F word, oh, whew. Real talk. And that's why Thug and goddamn, uh, what's her name? Not even cool no more. Rich Homie. I heard about that. Because, I heard about that. Because... Because Rich Homie, because he did an interview and he was like, I'm not with that, none of that gay stuff that he be doing, but that's my boy. Yeah, even he did it on stage too. He was like, yeah, I ain't on that thug shit. And he's like, yeah, I don't know that gay shit. I'm like, come on, bro. And then... At that was the time, after they stopped fucking with each other though, wasn't it? It's like right in the midst, bro. It's right in the in the middle of that. Because they both were still on uh, 300 and that was when Lior took uh, Thug under his wing. That's, I'm not mad. Lior's a smart nigga, man. He be knowing who to pick. He 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 see I'm, a star. I really think Thug should be bigger than what he is, though. For sure, but he, he should be what he should be what Travis Scott is. He honestly. didn't listen to Lior. That's what it is. I'm gonna keep it a stack. Lior told him early on, "Yo, come up with a fucking album. Stop just releasing all your music. Stop doing these. Oh, I'm gonna do a a, a tape or." All my music about to get leaked and shit, which you can't really control and nothing like that. But he was telling him, bro, take spend some time with your music. Stop throwing this shit out like it's fucking what he what he call them crack babies, basically. It's like all he was telling him, just come up with a fucking classic. Or just come up with a dope project. That's all you need in the music industry is a dope project. One. You don't even need multiples. All you need is one dope project. You can live off of that one project for the rest of your career. And that's what he was trying to do. As long as everything him. ain't shit. Because Thug finally got it now. Like, the so uh, so much fun. I like that album for what it is. Like, it took too long. It's too late. For sure. It's too that, late. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, he should be bigger. But it's like, that's what Leo was telling him to do. My nigga. Come up with an album. Make the album that people want to hear. Because, shit, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey was one of them ones. That was a good ass album, but I don't think he. Well, with the dress and all of that, we knowing where hip hop was, just understand like everybody wasn't ready to accept Young Thug for what he that was. That and that the one thing about that album that a lot of people I think underrate when they talk about it, the names are incoherent. You don't know what the fuck you listening to when you listen to Floyd Mayweather. You don't know what you listening to when you listen to Gucci Mane. You don't know what you listening to when you listen to whatever the fuck ever song he got on that drink, bro. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. No, yeah, because that white club no song, it do, it do hit like, all right, my nigga, what are we doing up here? There's no purpose to that. Like, and that's, I think, I think Leo was really trying to tell him to have a purpose with what your music was doing, and he wasn't trying to do. He just, like you said, like he he's a mixtape rapper, bro. He he he's used. To it's hard. To, it's hard to 
pick individual projects, but you love so many different songs from the nigga. Yeah, that's a fact. That is a fact. I mean, hey man, Thug Thug already know that's my guy. It's just like you said, a little too late, my dog. Cause even going back, like I don't think Thug has any bad projects. I just don't think he has any albums. He don't have nothing to stand out. Yeah. Cause the drink that he uh that he dropped when he was what's it, ten seventeen Thug? That's his greatest that's probably his greatest project. Yes, sir. That's a fact. And that was twenty fourteen. 2013. Yeah. Yep. Damn, right. So, he was freshman in college. Yeah. That was freshman year. That was freshman year. Two cup stuff. Yeah. Yep. Danny Glover. That's a fact. Donald Glover. Yeah, Danny Glover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Danny nah, Glover like joined. that. Yeah. Yeah, he was that, snapping, like that. Bro. Yeah, that's, that's that was, was his, that that's his trap house. That's his trap house three. That's his trap house three. For sure. Damn, man. Yeah. I wish I wish he Thug mad early. Yeah, I wish Thug would have. I do feel like him and uh, Rich Homie Quan beef was kind of what stifled him as well because I think musically together they would have went further. Uh, him even shit, him even getting with Birdman and staying with Birdman, not even really being an artist, but just being affiliated to Birdman in the middle of the Wayne shit, and then beefing with Wayne in the middle of that. And that's another thing. It, yeah. I didn't listen to the Bar of Six until two years after it came out when I got because I was pissed about that shit mm-hmm. because I wasn't a diehard Wayne fan but it felt yeah. so disrespectful that I couldn't co-sign that shit. But when I went back and listened to that Bar of Six, yeah, that I, shit is amazing. That's what I was about to say. That's probably one of my favorite Thug projects. If I'm gonna be honest, like, yeah, he got. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the antics and if he had named it something else, that would have been a classic debut album. For sure, I, I definitely agree. But it can't, it can't be because of the situation, the yeah, time, the situation. what happened with like it, it's nasty. It was a nasty situation, bro. Yeah, I, I honestly, God, I hope he looks back on it and says and understands how disrespectful it was. But because as a fan, it's like that shit was nasty, bro. Oh, for sure, I agree, hundred, hundred percent, like about the nastiness in it and it being disrespectful. But I do think it was, if I'm in Wayne's position, it's flattering. Granted, it's, it would annoy me because, hey, it do feel like you trying to replace me. You already with my my dad or whatever, my the my label head or whatever. So I do feel like you trying to replace me at this you point. Can't say, you can't say whatever. That's his actual legal stepdad shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a fact. But I'm, I was talking about in the, in the form of, like, being a label or whatever because, shit, cash money is still cash money at the end of the day. Young money is still young money at the end of the day. But it's like, nigga, understanding what Birdman was trying to do with Rich Gang, because he had, shit, 2015, he had Jacquees. He had Young Thug. Rich Homie was still around, kind of, sort of. He had Young Greatness, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he had Tiger. niggas that was running the game. No, Tiger, I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Rich Gang. It, not, even, not even Cash. Oh. Yeah, I'm talking about his newer artists of the shit. So it's like, I... Yeah, I'm like if I was if I was thug, I would have just sat down with Wayne because they have a song together from this time period. You know who I'm surprised? This is random. This is random as shit. Random as shit. His name is coming up randomly on my timeline, so I decided to bring him up. I'm surprised Freck Billionaire never signed with Cash Money. Who? Freck Billionaire. I don't think I, I don't think I'm familiar. Oh, he a New York rapper. He 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 a nasty rapper. He OC. You said what's but, name? Freck Billionaire. Yeah, get yeah, he 
he sound like a young money. He when you listen to him, you want to sound like a young money artist. Mm-hmm. But now, like, well, like you were saying, like it. I can never do that shit. I said I just keep it like that. Oh, real talk. Nah, I, I, I was about to say, hey man, call my favorite rapper, but I would never make a a, a born center too, my nigga. I, I just wouldn't. It just wouldn't. Or Saturday, or Saturday nights, Saturday yeah. nights. Yeah, some yeah, something wild like that. It's just not happening, bro. But you know, that just show you how influential bro was in his life. That's what I will say because it, it it's even in this shit. It didn't feel like it was coming from a place of disrespect, even though the gesture itself is disrespectful. It it always felt like it was coming from pure admiration, bro. Just pure yeah, but you call the same thing with the same thing with logic, bro. The same thing with logic. It's, it's a, uh, it's a what's it called? What? Uh, it's shooting back on my joint. I don't know if you can hear it. What my voice or mine's echoing? Yeah, man, we're going we gonna to chop it right here. You know what I mean? That's just part one of the conversation. Like we said, man, this is going to be a long one. Um, yeah, man, shout out to Henry, man. Shout out to Loki, Hen. Appreciate you for, uh, you know what I mean, chopping it up on the call. Part two coming at the end of the week. Yo, y'all stay tuned. This is Unfounded. <laughs>